He's a Japanese boy, lads. It's a joyous occasion. How are you feeling, Kevin Pierce? Talk to me, lads. How are you feeling the day after yesterday's game? Yeah, that game was probably up there with one of the best wins at Ibrox that we have had in recent memory. Uh, there's games where you go out, and especially in Fred Rogers' last tenure, where you were going out and you were winning 4 0 and 3 0, and by half time the result was already in the bag. But that, that game to me, was probably the epitome of what we needed Brent Rogers to start with in his second a second game or sorry, second uh, time in charge of us. Everybody their man stood up. They're probably you could probably only mean Turnbull as a player that show up yesterday. That's everything that you want in a high box win. Backs against the wall, centre back crisis, a centre back during the week who doesn't even start, doesn't play anything in the squad for skills, then Largaby I'll get to stand up. And do what they done yesterday. Yes, they had some ropey moments, but the team that came out got the result. Like our back line, we ended it with Ralston, Burnaby, Larga Bialga, and Scales. Futel told me this time last week we were going to finish with that back line. I'd have cried my eyes out. But each man that himself stood up yesterday and 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 them. That's three points. That's us in the the international break with all the pressure on Michael Bill and his mole. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Pierce, we actually, we talked about this the other day and I think I basically uh, nailed our starting 11, mate. Did you? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think uh, a man alive that would have picked that team. I know, I mean, just want to go back to that moment when the team sheet came out. I was on the phone to my dad and um, all I saw is that he got notification from Celtic that the team was out. And all I heard, all I was just, I'm just reading it going, no, no, no. Like, I think I texted Julie, like, that's it, the game's up, we've lost. I think I texted about four people saying, just don't even bother, we've lost already. Yeah. It's in your tweet. <laughs> yeah, I just accept it. Miraculously uh, disappeared. Oh, no, I think I, I think I retweeted it later on saying, never didn't do. Uh, it was some, something else that wasn't when it came out. Oh, I was actually taking a season in the gym. And three of the lads are Rangers fans, and they seen the team before me and were laughing. So I actually thought they were on the wind up. Um, Harrison was like, "Do you know Turnbull starting?" And I was like, oh, "No sweat." And he was like, "No, nah, Turnbull starting." And Nat Phillips isn't in the squad. And like, my heart sank. And I go, "Ladies, that's it." I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I literally thinking back and, and thinking about his performance. I agree with you, Kevin. I think that Turnbull. Um, was a passenger in that game. He basically averaged very, very little. And I think it was a game where, I think we talked about it earlier, we talked about, you know, players standing up. Um, and for me, McGregor and O'Reilly in that midfield area were the players who stood up more more so. You know, there's been a lot of praise for Colin McGregor and rightfully so. He was absolutely fantastic. But for me, for me Matt O'Reilly was just unreal. He was unbelievable in that midfield lane, you know, in terms of, you know, finding passes, receiving the ball, looking. He doesn't take his Turnbull takes his time on the ball, right? He, he's a lot slower than the likes of Matt O'Reilly and Colin McGregor. Finding passes left, right, and centre, and just opening them up. Um, and the other thing I would say about the midfield lane is they let us. I was very, very surprised at the setup. You, growing up, and you, you know, many times we've watched Salah go to Abrax. You never see a Rangers team set up like sitting off and waiting the you know waiting for the counter attack. 
And that's really, really dangerous against a, a team like, like, like ourselves, you know, teams who can really hurt you going forward. Um, so we definitely, we definitely acted on, on, on their tactics. And it just allowed players like Callum McGregor just to go forward and, you know, just get in their faces and, and just open them up. Um, Pierce, were you, were you surprised by the way they were set up and the way they... Because we talked about this as well. We talked about their tactics. We, we thought that they're going to be sort of... The first 15 minutes was going to be very, very important, as it always is. And they just showed nothing. Uh, I wasn't particularly surprised. I think I said this the, the other night. Gerard would play like that. He'd sit off us. And the plan, plan was normally to hit the break. Now, at that point, they had Kent with pace. Um, I mean, we talked about Kent for that first 15 minutes and it looked like we didn't even get you the first 35 seconds and they'd scored yesterday. And I, and I was offside, but like, yeah, that's, it. that's the game done. I did, I did think they came out for the first 10 minutes and they pressure. I mean, one thing that was not was obviously, the, uh, I think everyone said it before, but when you looked at all their signings over the summer, they were all over six foot. They were all just big jobbers to hoof the ball along, which is basically what they played yesterday. But from the kick-off yesterday, they played a long ball straight onto Greg Taylor, and that was their plan. They knew he was the kind of the weak link and the small guy, and they, the, the ball went straight to him. And everything they kind of tried in the half was pretty much coming down that side by by the goal that by the, the disallowed goal that gave away. But I wasn't entirely surprised how they played because just having looked at their squad, um, but. I mean, I can't believe you said they were a really good team during the weekly. I told you they were awful. Like, I don't know why you uh, you were trying to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, though? You know, I do add a lot. Even when they're half decent, I still say they're shade. But, I mean, that's awful. Lads, and I don't know how you feel about it now, watching them. But I think that every player that he's brought in, Beal has brought in, is very, very poor. Like... They've been talking, you know, they give it the usual. They're talking, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You have players like Campwell who are putting things on social media every single week, tongue and cheek stuff, but they can never back it up on the pitch. By the way, has anyone checked on big depressors up top? He said he was willing to die on the pitch if he didn't get three points. How's he doing? Any RIP, we'll drop a mask card down from the Patriot game. Uh, <laughs> just, just to touch back on what you were saying about the midfield, Colin McGregor was back to his best yesterday, and uh, in the post-match uh, interview, Brent Rogers said to him at halftime, that's the callback I'm sure I've brought here before to win games. But see, after the first 10 minutes, I'm near not sure Colin McGregor thought to himself, how am I getting an extra yard midfield here? How am I getting an actual arm in the face? See the fact that the, the performance of Colin McGregor and Matt already put in yesterday, carrying Turnbull. Uh, that's, uh, I'm not going to words to say how impressed I was by it. Uh, Matt already was fantastic yesterday, not only in defence but in attack as well. Uh, he found the ball in space and played important passes. But what about that role on Caldwell in the box? Sent him flying, dummied him, and played out from the back. Mate, there was, there was three, three bits of Caldwell's play yesterday that just puts him into that box. The rule that O'Reilly got on him made a shoulder and him off a ball and Thiago, uh, your man Thiago home absolutely emptying him. Like, that's his highlights from our game yesterday and he's the giving it the picking on fucking social media. I'm well and truly glad we put that wee foul back in his, back in his box. Heck of the other. And as well, if we had players like that, I think the difference is here between clubs and different fan bases and stuff. If we had players like at the club and they weren't successful, like, 
when was the last one of the one one trophy how many trophies the one the last from their existence um do you know so they can't they can't back it up you know they can they could just all off the pit stuff all social media stuff they're trying to tee up the fans there for it and center if that was if this was Celtic and you had players like Campbell who were playing for Celtic doing that you'd be absolutely fucking fuming you'd be know what to do shut up and do your fucking talking on the pitch but they never learn from it they absolutely never learn from it you know willing to die on the pitch Again, the cut allocations, they could never see Celtic, you know, celebrating with those victories that Brendan Rodgers was having there. Um, so they cut the allocation, they're still getting battered, Pierce. Yeah, and just the, the other Cantwell moment we missed, which was my personal favourite, was McGregor kicking the ball off him. That was, that was my highlight. Yeah, they, they just appealed keep to your, the lowest. Keep your bottle of water, you prick. <laughs> God, remember that? Yeah, no. Yeah. Every, everything about them is the only worry now seems to be that they've copped on to uh, Beal being a fraud which is a, a bit worrying that they uh, they might get somebody else in next time who has a clue what they're doing because he is a, a tactical fool bringing off Roof was a masterclass I was actually going to touch on that Kimar Roof is not the greatest striker but he's their best striker when they took him off, I remember looking at my dad. My dad looked at me, going, "What the fuck is that about?" He is their threat, and they bring on that Danilo, whose first, whose first bit of play was to receive a ball in his own half and launch it seventy-five yards to Joe Hart. Um, but just going back to the, going back, so we'll start going back to the the name of the squad and going into the first ten or fifteen minutes. I think. We actually talked about this, Piers, just before we come on. I thought Joe Hart was absolutely stupendous yesterday. And I have been uh, critical of Joe Hart this season, saying about, you know, is he the goal, is, you know, was it time for him to move on to find our club? And listen, sometimes you put your hands up and go, you get certain, certain, certain things wrong, yeah. Um, but I don't think he's the long-term, obviously the long-term solution. He's come to the end now, he's come to the end of his career. But that, for, yesterday for me, epitomised Joe Hart, not just as a player, but as a man, he was a leader. Um, you know, we had two centre backs in front of him in Liam Skills, Liam Scalati and Lager Bialka. And he it was basically like a fucking it was like a playstation game for him. You could just tell that he was controlling both of them. And and even Taylor on the left as well. I don't think Taylor had the best displays yesterday. He hasn't had the best of displays all season. And and Joe Hart just sort of just calm, you know, he was just there and his distribution at times yesterday. I mean he played a 20, 25 yard pass to Greg Taylor at the left and it was absolutely top notch. And that's something he gets a lot of criticism for. So, from Joe Hart out, I thought that Joe Hart was, and for me, it was one of his best performances in the Celtic jersey. What do you reckon, Kim? Uh, I mean, I tweeted really after the match yesterday, uh, saying about how he used every bit of experience he's gained through a fantastic career to get that backline through that game. I'm not going to sit here and deny that we don't need a keeper because we do. We need like Joe Hart's not going to be there forever, and for everything that. We were left one at the start of the season from a keeper. He did show up yesterday. He showed up fantastically. Uh, he guided two very young centre-halves through a game. I don't get me wrong, Alistair Johnson being there has probably helped a lot because Alistair Johnson gave us 60 minutes of, of pure intensity. It was fantastic for the time that he was on the pitch. Uh, and, you know, it did, it did strengthen the back line. But I think Joe Hart guided skills and Larda Bialga through the game big time. Like, don't get me wrong, they're both very young. Uh, <laughs> First half, I think maybe they were just getting to find the rhythm. They both stood up for what, what we needed in the second half. And the two of them, they were, they were far assured, more assured in the second half than what they did in the first half. 
uh, they've seen the game out. Like at the end of the day, I wasn't one bit confident of the them two as a centre back pair, but they've they've done themselves a lot of justice. Like if Liam Scales isn't going to have a solid career, he can he can still tell people in 10, 15 years about that one that one nil win away at Ibrox when the backs were against the wall and nobody, nobody including from his own, his own support, had his red off before the game was even started. So that's down to Joe Hart a lot as well. Uh, and you know, at the end of the day, we still need a keeper, but he was outstanding yesterday, and he gave us through that game. And you have to give him as as a product, like Daphne. No, I think he did have a good game yesterday. Um, but I think obviously, look going forward, if you just look at the game in isolation, uh, he had a good game. The defense, like, like that, that. Taylor's a serious weak link, isn't he? Though it's just I, I can't keep going. Like, genuinely, it felt like they'd even make a pass yesterday to a Celtic player because simply every single pass he made went to one of them. Uh, when you think about that defense that finished yesterday, if that back four ever plays again for Celtic, like, good night and good luck because um, uh, no, do, do you know what's the one thing? I would say because their tactics obviously with a long ball over the top and at one point it did look I, I might feel in watching the first half or I'm always thinking like anytime they touch the ball something's going to happen that the all they did was one of those offsides to just be on the other side because they were trying it every time but the difference I'd say the fact that we've got Rodgers who's a top manager he clearly spotted that himself Rodgers in the first half because in the second half that central defence were far more deeper. They couldn't play the long balls over the top. And any ball that really went over the top went into heart. Bar the one at the end. With, was that that Danilo Ardessa is the one who took the ball over scales and but Hart made the save. So I think I haven't watched the game fully back. I've only watched the highlights. It probably wasn't that nerve-wracking. But, you know, watching it, it's they, every kick is a, is a blow to your stomach. <laughs> Yeah, I think you've. I think Bobby's have had the hit the absolute nail on the head there. Um, Taylor just looked off it for me. He just looked off it, and I think he was bailed out a lot by Daisy Almeida, who <laughs> this is something that that time one that I absolutely love him. I have to tell you, I think he is everything that you need in a footballer. Is he going to score you twenty goals a season? No. Is he going to give you fifteen assists a season? No. The work rate yesterday was just unbelievable. There, you know what? With you, you, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of their, their tactics and over the ball and and, and whatever else. Their out ball is James Tavernier every single time. They want him on the ball as much as possible. They're always looking for that outlet. You know, balls in the backs. They're always trying to win free kicks for him to have a chance. They're always trying to win penalties for him to have a chance. Maeda did not give him a sniff yesterday. There was one moment in the game in the second half. Where Dyson made it was on the right hand side, just outside his own area, and he made that run right across the pitch over the Tavernier. Tavernier cuts inside and he tracked the run. The Tavernier had to play the ball back in the centre of the fence. That work rate is just that's stuff that goes unnoticed to a lot of people. For me, I thought he was exceptional yesterday. Exceptional. And he just sort of stems them attacks um left, right, and centre and just runs his sacks off. You know, when you have players like that. For me, they're invaluable. Now, I know you're not completely sold on them, uh, Pierce, in terms of, you know, as a wave man and, you know, providing the, the assists and goals. And I get that completely. I completely understand that. But 
But what he what he lacks, I for, for me, the positive. There's so much more positives than negatives when it comes to Maida. I think he's a player that will be under will be like sort of underappreciated in his career. But yesterday, I, I thought he was absolutely immense. I see if Daisy Maida could add those fifteen assists and a couple of extra goals that you were talking about there. Lee, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't be with us. He'd be playing at a top four Premier League club because his his work rate is unmatched in football. He null, he nullified Tavernier, as you said, Tavernier's there out. He's everything if you can stop Tavernier and stop their midfield from playing, you're in with a hell of a chance. They're fucking brutal everywhere else. He his work his work rate was phenomenal yesterday. Uh, every time he got the ball, all I could shout was run shout was run at him. See when once he put the foot down and tried to get past Tavernier, you could see he was frambling. Tavernier's not a defender, he's a he's a field winger, and that's why he gets so much goals this season. Uh I would agree with everything you said there. Uh, I think his 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 ability isn't isn't maybe at the top end of, of where it needs to be for, for to be an out 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 winger, but that, that work rate is unmatched, it's phenomenal. What's the hang of Pierce? I mean you know my feelings on Maida as a as a as a as a Celtic player. I, he's nowhere near what I would pick in a player. Just but I can't like deny or take it like that. His work rate yesterday and and probably any time we've really gone to Ibrox, his work rate has been second to none. But getting up and down the down the pitch and hassling and hiring them. Um, it's it, genuinely it's just a shame that he he can't really play or they like, cross the ball. Because if he if he could do that, he, he would have everything. Um, he put in a serious, but I, I didn't really get a chance when he was talking about. But I thought Alden put in a proper shit bar. I thought Bada and Turnbull were anonymous, but O'Reilly, I thought O'Reilly was outstanding yesterday. Some of the work that he was doing, one, uh, I mean, O'Reilly, I thought was a really non-physical player, but he was in about it yesterday. There was a lot of them that were like just I hate sounding like one of them you know like up for the fight and all that but there was a lot of them yesterday but they were, were yeah they were in, in for the ball they every time um, I mean they went there with their, their plastic card man Ryan Jack did, did, did Ryan Jack do anything in that game of any kind of no they, they were dreadful made it was up and down that way I mean he was so unlucky that he didn't get that goal from the, the save well the save that wasn't the save by a batter Um I'm sure we'll probably get on to the referee decisions, uh, uh, the other referee decisions in the game. But if that, we were the people who were wrong, because that was a corner yesterday, uh, that was one of the decisions he got wrong in the game, not the, not the goal. See, you touched on this. I remember what, uh, uh, yesterday when it happened, I remember my dad turned around to me because I didn't notice it at first. And the he was like, Remind that. Did you see it? Goldson. Kyogo. Gave himself a free. Goldson. Man, Hugo puts a pressure on, and I think it was McGregor already. Come on, come right at Golson to retrieve the ball. He just picks the ball up and takes a free kick. And he just does it like a, a pivot, a spin, and then just puts the touches the ball down and plays it. The referee never blew the whistle. Nothing happened. Like, I was watching that. Like, is this actually? I was the one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. See, 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 yeah. see. Sorry, just the add about just the add about the referee. Uh, Yesterday, I know at hindsight, uh, you, you could talk about a couple of things that, that the, the save that was, wasn't the save, should have been a corner there, Fells. 
Goldston giving himself a free kick. Butland pushing Kyogo. Goldston pushing Kyogo right after. Like they're the straight penalty shot. But Rangers fans went to, to watch a home game yesterday, celebrated two goals and still beat one though. The best was the uh do you know when 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 he when he went over the game the bar and he blew the whistle and put the hand out and they were all cheering in the crowd? It was the best. Thing. <laughs> Fantastic. The fan footage of that's oh. even better. I've seen a couple of them last night. It was brilliant. Steely is an absolute god, by the way. Oh, he is a legend. Oh, he is. He is a comedy act, a pure comedy act. <laughs> he gives you the full instinct, the build up. In the Bristol bar, wherever he was, and they're giving it the message, and they're outside giving their predictions that Wednesday, and they're shooting their abuse. And then he gets, <laughs> he shows you the gold, and oh, it's just absolutely everything. Turn your fucking camera off, for fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> See you're standing next to that prick. See you're standing in Sally Park, and you knew someone who was not. doing that. You, I'd do nothing. I'd, go, I'd, I'd ask him to sort him out, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, did you see the? Uh, did you see that tweet for that Lana Wolf one saying that it wasn't fitting to post the topless photo because we lost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just absolutely burnout, are they? God love them. God absolutely love them. Lads, it hasn't been mentioned yet, but it has been mentioned now. Kugo Furuhashi, talk to me. Mate, I was watching some post-match stuff yesterday because I, I never had many beers after I had the change. So I was watching some post-match stuff yesterday and there's, there's a video of Colin McGregor and they asked him about the strike and he just laughs. He just laughs and says he's the greatest striker of the ball that he's seen. I imagined in our last uh, our last podcast and even tweeted at half-time in the match, he's the best striker we have had from Larson. Uh, he, he missed two, two opportunities in the first half. But when that ball dropped to him, or dropped to him, he had no other thought other than Butland isn't set for this, and this is going into the bottom corner. He's a fantastic striker of the ball, and we'll probably never see another player like that for another five or six years. I'm hoping he is there for another five or six years because he's just fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. Pierce, didn't he? I was. I I don't know what, what you like. I was in like a in like a, a big kind of function hall yesterday watching the game and. It was kind of like a, a big, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a Masonic Lodge. Uh, it was a big, <laughs> it was a big, the game was on kind of like one of these big projector screens and it was a kind of makeshift dance floor you get in these Phoenix Knights kind of clubs. And uh, <laughs> when the goal, <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> when, the, uh, when the goal went in, everyone like erupted and people jumping and hugging on like all over the place i just sat in silence didn't celebrate the goal at all because i was convinced it was offside i was like i'm not even going to celebrate this goal I'm not even going to acknowledge it because i was just convinced it's going to be offside and then when it wasn't it was because he kind of ran away and, and it was all even crocker was a bit quiet with the with the announcement of the goal but just the way because when he it came to him you were thinking take it in what's he shooting from there go in go in but i don't know why at any Doubt at all. It's just a world class finish. Every every time I watch it back, it gets better and better. Everything about it, the connection, it, it oh, like you, I think you hit the nail on the head there, and you said he had it when Butland wasn't expecting it. Um, 
and it takes a world class circuit to do that. The confidence to do that also. I mean, under pressure and whatever else, just absolutely world class. For for me, I think I've said I I sort of labelled them, um, and you do you get carried away at times, and you say things like he's the best trigger at Celtic since Henrik Larsson. Um, I made that I made that my, my mind up on that one a lot a, a months ago. Um, he's he's just he's sensational. I think his movement. I can't remember. I just can't remember movement like it in a long, long time. And in terms of like you hit the nail on the head there when you said about him being offside, he does that. See that being offside and drifting back in. He can't teach that. It's just he's no. just a natural, instinctful goal scoring striker. He's everything that you want in a striker. But the 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 big thing and why I think that he's he, he is the best striker since Henrik Larsson is his goal scoring record against them. What is it? Something it's at a sixth or seventh goal against them. Six. It was a sixth, sixth and five starts. Uh, I think he's only one behind the original Hunscaber. So he is. So you know, like that's that's a massive return. What I would like to add about that goal, it's iconic. It's like it was like Nakamura's. It's just time freezes before the ball struck, and when the ball was struck, he could never have had this better. Ah. Oh. Immense, and the other beautiful part about it was the pure silence. The silence was just unreal. It wasn't silence on my gaff anyway. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolute did scenes. Did you see What's the tweet? Uh, I only saw it earlier on Twitter. The guy was saying that like, the irony is we scored in the second minute of injury time, and the only reason it was injury time was the bar for their goal. The bar. <laughs> That's unreal, isn't it? It's not. Uh, that makes it even sweeter. But even the goal, I've said this before. Was it? No, just, just like the only reason, like, the, the, the goal came again. O'Reilly went up and won the header, but because that donkey at the back for them, Goldson's terrible clearance, like just the two of them, him and that suitor were just abysmal. I think their whole team a bit. <clears throat> I think their whole team's abysmal. I would maybe take out Jack Butland. Um, I think he's decent. He's a decent goalkeeper for them. That being said, and I'll go back to what I was saying at the start, when you go to play Rangers at Abrax, well, what I remember from you know a kid growing up and watching Salik play at Abrax was a team who wanted to win. They were a, they were scared. I think their tactics reflected that. Um, you can't sit in an old firm. You just can't. You just can't do it. You need to be going out there and fucking going for it. You're allowing players like Callum McGregor. You're, you're affording them at room in midfield. Like that is just. Nonsensical for me. I can't understand that, and I think it's a true reflection of of what he is and a coach. I think he's a very, very poor coach. I mean, even all the talk about when he was, you know, Stephen Gerrard's number two, that he was the man behind the scenes. He was picking this. He was doing this. I mean, looking at that game yesterday, bringing on Lammers for Roof, bringing on that Sima, starting Dessers, bringing on Danilo. Honestly, I I just do you want to know something? I've been saying for weeks that they're poor, and maybe a lot of that has been down the emotion and, and seeing them on you know games against PSV and stuff. But that yesterday is one of the most spineless Rangers teams that I've ever seen, and I'm absolutely here for it because this was the season, lads. This was it. This was the one that were coming, and you know, Bill, what is it? That was only like a third or fourth game in charge then, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was his fourth game. <laughs> oh, man. See, see, just to, ahead, to touch on what you were, just to touch what you were saying there, but uh, obviously that's not the tactics we're used to when we go to Ibrox. 
mate, I, 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 it's a lot to do with management, a lot to do with management. Like yes, yesterday was a Brendan Rogers masterclass. On one hand, you have a manager with all the experience in the world, and it shows because our manager was playing down the result and playing down how, like this isn't going to be all and end all, and their manager building this up to be like this is the, this is it. If we don't win this, this is it. He, he's near enough put the final nail in his own coffin, and um, and that just comes down to a golfing class and management. Like we we have got a world class manager there, and they haven't, and that it, it just shows from start to finish, and even the, the post match interviews like. Bill just is so out of his back, it's unbelievable. Plus, he's a mess. Let me throw it back. Let me throw it back. You hit the nail on the head. I've said, hit, hit, I'm falling saying I hit the nail on the head. I've said that last night. <laughs> Some nails in the head, and hey, boys. Um, it's like last year. If you're Brendan Rogers, you're rubbing your hands. You're rubbing your hands up against that. 100%. Brian Rogers in his last tenure uh, came up against a very green Gerard, and I'm sure he, he never thought it was going to be as easy as it was. Uh, this time around, they, they have been building Beal up to be this unbelievable manager. Like Beal Ball, we're playing Beal Ball, and like this is only a touch of what we're going to say and all. Uh, and he goes out in the summer and buys chance because he's a hoofball merchant. Uh, it won't be too long before he's out in Saudi Arabia lifting cones up for Gerard again because there's just a golfing class there. Like, you know, and I don't see us getting beat by Rangers this season at all if that's the way they're going to play throughout the season because Brian Rogers just, he, like, everybody calls him an egomaniac and the videos of him driving down past Fabric Park yesterday with his hand out, out the window. Like, I was all for that. Like, that, that sat me off something shocking last night. But this man knows that that manager in the other dugout isn't worth the fucking rubber and I think he's terrible. Brendan Soprano yesterday. Yeah. Went down <laughs> London Road. Uh, Everything yeah. said there about Miguel Bale, Kevin. Let me throw out at you, Pierce, in terms of in terms of what he is about as a, as a manager. Um, it wasn't too long ago, Pierce, he ran on Posta Coglu down to England. Posta Coglu was scared him. Yeah, he was pitched for him. Um, <laughs> I know it's now that he, he's only spent 13 million uh, this summer when he was telling everyone two months ago that he had the biggest budget of a Rangers manager that you could think of. Um, I just, and then if you listen to like the media like over here now, and if you watch Boyd, and just, I think, I think he's a dead man walking. Um, it's as if they've given word to the Ronies to go out and hammer them now in the media. So, I don't think he's got long left, uh, but there's four in it. I'd say if we win all our games up until, you know, November. Remember the World Cup was like November, so I don't know, whenever that time of the year, uh, I think he'll be gone. Um, they're a really awful team. and there's, I mean, I, I, if you just jump forward a bit, uh, I, I still think we have serious problems going into Europe. Um, I, I don't see us doing really an, an awful lot in Europe. We, we look like we're probably going to get picked off, but in that league, it doesn't look like again we'll have any issues at all winning that league. With uh, with Bill, you're probably thinking as well that the international break has come at a really good time. I mean, 
if I'm bailed and I'm thinking about happy days, this gives me a couple of weeks grace here to, to maybe, you know, save your scalp. But yeah, he's, he's skating on thin ice, isn't he? Um, and it's just great to see. And, and the whole narrative was going into that game that both Brendan Rogers and Michael Beatty were under pressure. And we talked on this in the last podcast. I think it was different kinds of pressure. Um, if you're thinking that Brendan Rogers wasn't going to deliver success or be a successful manager for Celtic, I think you're, you're, a, you're a fool. The man is world class. He's a world class. He is. He's a world class manager. Um, he's a and great he's had that experience. Oh, he's an absolute. I never listen. I'll never believe another word that comes out of his mouth. And like I said on Twitter yesterday, I'll just smile and nod along in agreement. Um, but I mean, yeah, Kevin, you said it, mate. You said it. You know, if, if there's a man you want managing Salik, you know, when you're going to play Rangers at Abrax, it's Brendan Rogers. He, he's been there before. He's done it. He's wore the t-shirt. Um, and it was it was a real a real masterclass yesterday, and as much as it was a masterclass, and a, a, as much as there was some classic, just it was a classic squad performance and, and and you know individual performances all across the pitch, but they allowed that to happen as well, and, and it was great. You know, I think personally that that was their best chance of beating us this season, just because you know of the whole you know the whole thing with the transfer window was it a success was it a letdown, you know, sadly weren't great against the Jazz and have been great. From the very start of the season, um, yeah, and they didn't take that opportunity, and ultimately, they were reading it all up. They were, you know, they're going to be doing this, they're going to be doing that, and the same thing just happens. So, like, just do what they do best, do their talking on the pitch, win games, and collect on three points at the big them. Am I right in saying that Brian Rogers is undefeated as a manager at Ibrox? No, he got beaten one nil right. uh, at the end of. 2018, yeah, they beat us one now just before he left. Uh, just I, I, I thought. Sorry, was that when was that game? Was that like February? No, it was like it was it was like the, the New Year game, so it was probably like just after Christmas. So they won one nil. Remember, I think I hit off Brown and went in for like an own goal. Yes, yes, ah, oh, you're 100 percent, there, mate, 100 percent, but. <laughs> it's a great it's a great record to have anyway just one defeat but um, right across the pitch right across the pitch I think as well Alice with Johnson you want that he, he was massive yesterday wasn't he he, he was just awesome. as a player you want to have in that back lane he was quality another another tricky player to play against there is, is Matondo not that he's good but he's got pace and you know they were trying to send them balls in behind but Alice with Johnson just completely rinsed him he was unreal great to have him back great to have him back fit Lager out in the first half, lads. I would put that, I would say it's in the same sort of category as Arthur Birds when he played the Occupy Six Counties. But when the park had me, he had a wee bit of a bomb score. And it's only oh, great that we get to the, that. I think that the VAR season for uh, the pressers up top was basically, it was not any point in talking about that because he was all safe. What is your views, Pierce, on the the foul that wasn't a foul, but that wasn't a foul? Oh, well, I got obviously a comment from Neil McCann. Uh, he doesn't like the rules, so uh, it's it's a goal. Like it just, this is a guy who used to have a rule book out there when Celtic got decisions. Uh, I think everyone in in real time, I I was far too preoccupied being angry at La, uh, Lagerbell before I even looked at the free. And initially, I just thought, you know what, it was good hassling and harrying from Dessers up front to to win the ball. Um, I actually thought, ironically enough, not be a good game, but I thought Hart could have done better. When you see the replay, the shot went straight through his arms. Um, 
Well, it's, I mean, it is a it is a free when you look at it. He pushes them on the back. I know people are obsessed with talking about the who kicked two with the legs thing, but he clearly puts pushes his hand on the back of the player. Um, so, look, as we're always told, these things even themselves out over the course of the season. So we'll see how it goes. What did you make of a team? Uh, in real time, uh, I thought that, as you say, Larga Bialga just maybe he thought about it too much. Uh, but once the VAR camera angle comes up, it's a clear and definite foul. Like there's there's no two ways about it. And at the end of the day, yes, you can feel a bit of grief to it because if it happened to us, you'd be going fuck sake screaming at the TV. But at the end of the day, it's a foul. A foul's a foul. And as you said. McCann isn't too fucking slow getting a rule book out whenever he wants to crack a decision that, that goes his way or doesn't go his way, sorry. So at the end of the day, a foul's a foul and they had, that was very early in the game. So the more opportunities to get back into the game, you know, I was I could brought back the LH, you know, and from that minute I think that's when we weathered the storm and got ourselves back into the game ourselves and started playing some tidy football. Like, you know, playing very good football right from the back. Uh I definitely think I was our, our route back into the game. We got away with one there, and we we found a footing back into the game. Yeah, I think with Lager Bielka, I think that the biggest thing that I was annoyed about wasn't so much the fact that Des was rolled him with the ball; it was how much time he spent on the ball. Um, mm. And it was sort of McGregor was on that right away as soon as the the referee was over at the assistant referee over at the screen. There, he was. <laughs> He was having a word with him, just making sure that that didn't happen again. Because the pressers did well to put that pressure on him. But there was, Pierce, you've said it, everyone's talking about the, you know, Lager being a clip in the back of his ankle when he puts his foot in front. But there was an initial push as well. Um, So when you go to the rule book, if you want to go down that road, the rule book states that it's a foul. And it was actually very refreshing to see brother brother Madden, Bobby Madden, break it down for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the actual fuck has happened there, by the way? You know what that's like? It's like a murderer going back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> he's just tough, isn't he? like he's just basically putting that out there, like take a flag off me here and I'll try and get back on some form of state. But um I think you, you in any day you go to the rule book and the correct decision was made. It wasn't as if the, the referee had to make a decision there and then he went back and he you know we got the sale on the screen so he's obviously seen that it's a foul and 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 for me it's a non-starter it is what it is i think they have more than enough time to you know to, to try and create chances and try and you know obviously score goals and they didn't do that i think that they got a few half chances um campwell had a half chance that guy lammers who ran the joe hart and put the ball on the side of that that seems to be a common theme with their right side of players sakala had a habit of doing that as well um, pure panic under pressure, but other than that, there are lads. They did, and Pierce, you said it, mate. It's one I'm actually scared to say you hit the nail on the head. Um, <laughs> but looking back, looking back on that game, you're not going to be you're not going to see that we're under that much pressure. Where we're very sort of we contain them as a lot, but we're sort of calm and solidly going forward. We're very, look very, very dangerous. They were. Especially in the first half, their their midfield was non-existent. It was just a big mass. I think it taxed you. You think it taxed in the group chat saying that. I think it was just a big massive hole in midfield, and you can't lose. I like to have it. You can't give Colin McGregor and Matt O'Reilly that time. And 
Who, we don't know what this guy Bernardo was like. You, you look at his YouTube clips, he looks sensational. If you have Bernardo in there, David, David Turnbull, who knows? It could have been like a couple of goals on there. Um, and sorry, in that, in that game. So ultimately, it comes down to you know what you do on the pitch. Rangers like the top off the pitch, but they can't do the top one on the pitch. And I thought that I thought Salik were very, very worthy of the three points yesterday. Um, I know beforehand, you two boys would have bitten hands off for a draw, but. They come away, they're so early in the season, not the last couple of weeks, and off the back of a transfer window, to come away with those three points was just absolutely incredible, Kim. 100 percent mate. Uh, one thing I will say, obviously you love to rub up me and Pearson's face about coming away with a draw. All things considered, at the time when it was mentioned, I, I was I'll not go back on my word, it still would have took a draw. What I will say is at half time, I, I looked around, I'm sitting with her watching the mass and I turned around and said to him. See if we were full strength with our full strength centre halves with Rio Hattari in the midfield, oh. we'd have walked that game. It wouldn't even it would have been fucking it would have been nonsense. It would have been a three 0 four 0 and you know you'd have kicked them down the road. But to go there with what we had and still come away with three points and look really assured in that second half was fantastic, I think. He's touched on like Larry Bialgo. Got it, got it in the air, not only from Calmac, but he also got it in the air from Brent Rogers. If you were to believe what he said after the match, basically told him at half time, don't get that sort of time in, in, a, in a Glasgow derby. So, you know, put that one to bed and learn from it. And him and Scales come out in the second half, and I think they were far more assured. Uh, now, at the end of the day, when we are back to full strength, it's hard to see either of them and being in the starting 11. But they've done us a good turn yesterday, and to come away. With, with the three points and only a 1-0 scoreline actually flattered them as a wee bit I know they had a couple of half chances towards the end but we, we, we could have scored three or four like when big oh come on oh come on at the right time and that's maybe down to Rodgers as well making the substitutions at the right time because he, he brought on home for Turnbull and I thought he was perfect when he came on breaking play up and tackling and even finding passes that, that, that Turnbull wasn't finding uh, and then he brings on oh I think he brought on oh a wee bit early for me uh I, I sort of wanted Kyogo to stay on to try and get another goal, but when he brought a one, it was just a different dimension because you can feed the ball up to that big lad and he'll go through anything for you. And he, he run them and drag it a wee bit. He was unlucky with that pass. He tried to play through. Uh, but at the end of the day, I thought, I thought Brendan Subs came, came came at the right time. Uh, and I thought we, we look well. Well, we look well for the three points anyway, like, definitely. I thought Brendan was very impressive, Pierce, when he came on. Who? Burnaby and left back for Taylor. Seriously? Yeah, I thought he'd done well. I thought he'd done I well. Thought, um, I thought he was truly awful. The the the, the last, well for me the, the Lama's chance was all his fault. If you go back and watch it, he he was too asleep originally when the ball went down the left wing with a, with a clearance. And then he's ball watching for if you if you look back at the chance, he's looking at the ball and completely lets Lammers run off him. I thought he was I thought, he, I thought he was right up there with Taylor for the bad performance on the left-hand side. Um, maybe that's just me. Uh, definitely home. Uh, I can't even forget that. Home was really, really good, wasn't he? Oh, he, he definitely looks like a player. Um, and, oh, I, I, I wouldn't have been O's biggest fan. Uh, I think he's a bit raw, but I thought yesterday, for that whatever 20 minutes he was on, I thought he was brilliant. He, he won. The thing that I love that in a player, see if you're playing away from home, a guy that can like take the ball and just feel any kind of nudge and just throw yourself down with a free kick. He must have done that a couple of times yesterday and he was super about it. 
It takes the pressure off you completely, uh, and that's that's I like. He, he gives you that a wee bit more than what Kyogo would. Uh, whenever he came on, as you say, I think it was one I can remember. Uh, it was around about the 80th, 88th or eighty fifth minute where he took it in our our half, and he felt that the slightest of nudges even down, and it was an automatic free kick out. Gives you another thirty seconds to regain composure and and put it up the pitch the other end. Obviously, if we have the ball, they can't score. I thought he was brilliant when he came on. What I will say about Bernabe is. Uh, he was caught ball watching a wee bit when he first came on. Maybe you put that down to the fact that he wasn't up to the speed of the game. Definitely think he grew into the game. There was maybe a couple of times towards the very end where he took the ball, played it off on the air players to get us a, a throw in, again, to eat up time. So I definitely think he, he grew into the game. Well, I'm not going to sit here and give him a round of applause for that because he's a footballer and it's things he should be doing. But uh, I do I do think he, he did grow into the game. He grew a bit better than, than what I was expecting when he came on because my face dropped when he came on. Well, thank you very much for having my back. Fucking Kevin, after that absolute put down by Pierce. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm only here to keep a piece. You think he was good? I thought he was fucking shit. Obviously, I can't stand I don't... So biased, I mean. <laughs> T, to be fair, right? I think that for us is a massive problematic area for this season, not just now, but. Especially in Europe, you know, we're going to the European football. Listen, I don't even want to go down the road of thinking about European football off the back of beating them. It is the, it, it definitely is an area that we have to improve in January. It has to be improved. And I'm just thinking about Burnaby. I think Taylor was so poor yesterday that when Burnaby came on, he just looked like a better, better player in that occasion for me. Kevin, you're right. He was caught ball watching, even for the ball where who was it sent across or the ball across for their, their remember the chance that we went across the six yard box? Um, Danilo, I think so. It leaves me now, but yeah, he was caught ball watching. I think he did definitely grow into the game, but just in that, Greg Taylor, I don't mean to be going on, you know, about individual players. It's a problematic area, it's definitely an area that we need to improve upon. Um, but yeah. It must be some pressure as well, you know, coming on. It's not like when I'm 1-0, you have to try and find that performance. You're not going to, you know, produce in the first five or ten minutes. Burnaby, for me, you know, showed a lot of balls in that game. Um, and so the rest of the subs. I thought Ralston done well when Alison Jackson went off as well. Yeah. I thought Ralston, you know, looked pretty solid in that, in that right back area. Glad that you, I'm actually glad you agreed with me, Pierce, for once. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about Ralston yesterday was... You know, when you, you get this from Ralston, it's the pride and playing for the jersey. After the game, he's oh. up slapping scales oh. and slapping Larga Bialk on the chest because he knows how important that one is and he knows how important it is for, for them boys. Like, at the end of the day, he, Ralston isn't, he's, he's not he's not a world-class right-back. You know what you're getting with him, but he's never going to die. He's never he's never going to fucking die on a pitch like this, you know what I mean? He will put himself through anything for Celtic. He's a Celtic man through and through, and it just means so much to him. At the end of the day, he's not a world class player, but he does it turn when he's when he's asked upon. Like definitely, the bring a clip of him after the game as well when he grabs scales and like be out and was just like you know, yeah. lauding and praising him. It's just class to see. I, Nick, you hit the nail on the head there again. <laughs> hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um, it's just it's just class to see players are who absolutely love playing for Celtic. He's living the dream, right? He's living our dreams. It's something fucking we'll never get the experience. And even going back to the you know the very you look right right across the team. You've Callum McGregor, you've Anthony Ralston, players who absolutely love playing for Celtic. You know, so I just thought that we were worthy, worthy winners, Pierce. Um, we didn't deserve anything else today. Uh, no, I mean. 
I don't know how you start. Maybe it was just a moment in the wash, but even like, see, like, you know, if you start doing, like, you start looking at the clock and you start looking at the countdown, you're like, right, they can only really get one now. They're not going to score two. You know, you start knocking off the twos in the three minutes. And then it was, I think in the first half, we were well worded to be up at, at half time. Um, we probably should have even could have been two or three up at half time. Um, Kyogo, if I hadn't tried to be too smart with the with the back heel attempt into the goal. The other one, the the one that Goldson cleared, he's probably ironically enough a bit slow um getting the shot away. But by the Lammers chance, I thought we we definitely had the better of the chances. The the, the Bernabe, not the Bernabe, the save by um Butland from Nevada. Um home had a shot. I know he pushed it away, but actually uh, I don't think anyone's mentioned but I thought Yang was a handful when he came on yesterday. Yeah, he looked good, he looked lively. Looked lively, all right. There was also a chance where Kyogo could have squirted it to a batter. Yeah. Uh, um, decided to take it on his left foot. There was also one where people were like, he should have squirted. The one where goes and blacked it off the lane, he could have squirted the Maida, but that was a difficult chance. Um, he's just absolutely sensational. He's absolutely sensational. And lads, I think it's, it's only right that we'll, we'll finish off by highlighting Callum McGregor and he hasn't had the best start to the season and that is a player that you want in your squad when you're going to Abrax. He has been there many, many times. He's been successful at Abrax. He's been successful for Salik and he really he really stamped his authority from the very first whistle. Um, you could tell how much he wanted it. You know, just serious, serious effort right across the pitch. I was absolutely delighted. And honestly, Kevin, you said at the very start of your show, and I'd echo your thoughts, mate. Yesterday was right up there in terms of our best of our wins against them in, in my lifetime. And not 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 as much because it was, you know, emphatic in a sense where we were incredible and played them off a pitch and battled them four or five. No, we've went there and we've won four and five no. But the whole talk going into this game was the back of our transfer window not being the greatest. Seeing Liam Scales in the start of the eleven, seeing Lager Bell in the start of the eleven, you know, seeing you know Alistair Johnson just back from injury, you have Greg Taylor in the left back area, you know, right across the pitch, you have David Turnbull in the centre midfield. I was up when I seen the start of the eleven, where when Harrison in the gym said to me about the start of the eleven, I was absolutely shitting myself, and I don't usually do that often. You always, when you know, as the as the game approaches and gets nearer, you always grow in confidence. Um, but you know, in terms of Going there and showing up and having players who really want to play for your team, having Brendan Rodgers going in there with, you know, a tactical masterclass and just showing Michael Beal up for what he is, I think it was absolutely sensational. It I woke up this morning like a Cheshire cat, just beaming with joy, and everything's just right in the world, lads. Everything's just right again in the world, Pierce. Yeah, uh, John, I'm just worried that you associate yourself with people with names like Harrison. That's a bit. <laughs> 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 If he's got this far into it, I don't think he's he's gonna be your client anyway. If he's got this far into the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, it, was, it, was a, it was a really good win and I think it'll probably be the win that will get a lot of people that were on Rogers back off him now that he's gone there and he's gotten a result against them because you know, since he's come back, it's not been the Roger show. He's been a bit different. So, she even saw yesterday. As soon as he gets the wins, it, it's it's the Roger show. And I'm driving down the road with the sunglasses and the teeth. Like so, it's 
Brandon's back. And, Woke um, up this morning, <laughs> got myself a gun. <laughs> the Eagle Maniac is back, Kevin, and I am absolutely here for it. Hundred percent. I think is both the you, your term hit the nail on the head there. Can uh, <laughs> in yesterday. Get <laughs> into that match yesterday. Uh, I was walking up in the bar to watch it, and I put a tweet out basically saying that the teams picked the pressures on, and we're due a performance. And did they fucking give us a performance? They were fantastic from the start to the end. Uh, as you said, Pierce, like it was a bit. Ren Rodgers' second tenure, it hasn't been the Brenton show yet, but I think he's done that on purpose. I think he's come in under the radar. He's, he's done what he's needed to do to get us through till the, the Starby. And once we came out with three points in a masterclass, and obviously from the team that we, we had at our disposal, he, he, this is maybe him now. This is him. He's back. We're back. We're back, baby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? At the end of the day, we can only get stronger. We'll only get stronger with... The new players we've brought in will only get stronger with the injuries we have once they come back. You know, I don't see as a full strength Celtic wanting in this league at all against anybody. You know, once you get CCV back in there, once you get Hattari back in there, and you have a look at the other players we've brought in, uh, I, I do think we'll, we'll probably, as you say, we'll, we'll win the league. And it's now all on what we can do in Europe. Uh, and, and we'll just take it from there. Obviously, we don't want to look too far forward because you want to give this win the respect it deserves. And I don't want to jump ahead and say that Taylor was crap and that we need we need a new centre, sorry, we need a new keeper and that's not about the Champions League because at the end of the day, you need to give that win yesterday the respect it deserves, obviously. Uh, and for the players that played in it, they were phenomenal each day, man, and they really stood up. Kevin, that was absolutely gorgeous, man. And I'm not sleeping winking it, just thinking about this team when we <laughs> have a fully fit team. Um, that has been incredible. Like we've been talking about it all day, we've been actually really looking forward to doing this podcast. <laughs> it's just everything, like we said, everything's right in the world, and I think it's very fitting, you know, to finish this off by saying the king is back. Long live the king, Brendan Rogers sort of is his way back in, Kevin, like you've seen. But yesterday was a defining moment in, in his in his time at Salik. Um, you know, if you're still going to have fans or who'll probably never forgive him for. And the man in which he left the last time um, but you know what I'm like I'm fucking as fickle as I come and accepted him as soon as Fabrizio Romano put, the, put that tweet out um, but yeah I thought I thought yesterday was a massive moment for Brendan Rodgers um, huge moment Pierce oh it was a it was a it was a, a massive three points I think in the, in the context of, of how things have gone you know with the the kind of the transfer window being a bit subdued and players being injured and getting knocked out of the League Cup and drawn last week. So it's a massive win. But it's just another three points. And I mean, I hate being like negative. I'm really not trying to be negative because I'm like just so happy. And the last, I don't know, 30 hours have been probably been the best 30 hours for about six, seven months. Um, but they're 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 nothing really for us to kind of benchmark ourselves against because they're they're a truly horrendous team. So uh, we'll just be ready and hopefully try and do something in Europe because we just there's just I mean this could all backfire and we could go on a horrible run of the <laughs> run of the feet. But I just don't see. I think that's the that's the win now that that you think right they'll kick on now. They got the new guys coming in Palmer. You'll imagine he'll be in the team now coming forward. Dundee after the international break. Uh, yeah. 
Tati will be back there. I think they reckon after the international break. Um, you imagine Johnson back to full fitness. Um, so, look, think, think, things are looking up from the uh, the gloom of ten forty five yesterday morning when I was kicking, <laughs> kicking myself and not going to mass and telling me telling myself it was my fault we were going to get beaten. <laughs> Lads. We've been, you know, like I say, is that the, the, the game yesterday? We've been absolutely buzzing. It was really, really good. The Gnomies, as always. Um, international break coming up. Just before we go, watch your protections for the, the boys and green lads. We'll have Big Heaven Ferguson up top night. Big Heaven, the man. Yeah. What do you reckon, Keem? Mate, this is so high out of touch. I am international football. I couldn't even tell you who we're playing. We're playing the uh, the Sons of Orange this week, and then, oh, the uh, Dutch! Hi, the, the, the game. The people that the people that did nothing for us uh, in seventeen ninety eight. We're playing them as well, so um, it should be a glorious victory for Ireland this week. <laughs> oh, I've, I'm gonna pretend I'm gonna do what I always do and say I'm not gonna watch it, Kevin. You've heard this come to my mouth before. Oh, I'll never watch it. Never, never. I'm done with national <laughs> football. But I will be fully invested and yeah, heading behind the sofa for the full 90 minutes. And I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> like Chuck, uh, that's... The dodgeball. <laughs> that's just me on the on an average night, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. Lads, this has been absolutely fantastic. Really, really important week um, in terms of the whole season. It's just great to beat them. It's, and like I say, all is good again. Um, in the right side of the city, but yeah, Salik were absolutely fantastic, worthy winners, and lads, this has been an absolute pleasure. We will get back at this again after the international break. There was rumours going about that Keaton was looking to set up um, his own Ireland podcast, but I mean, they've been squashed by him saying he doesn't know who the fuck we're playing this weekend, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that rumour didn't last fucking very long at all, did it? Oh, God. Uh, you're just right though you're just right lads an absolute pleasure as always um, and no doubt I'll talk to you in about 15 seconds once this end goodbye best boys there is have a good up one up a <laughs> up a sales. <laughs>